Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 113. We're looking at John chapter 7, verses 14 through 24. Jesus has gone up to the festival, the festival of booths, the festival of tabernacles. So let's read the passage, John 7, 14 through 24. When the festival was already half over, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. Then the Jews were amazed and said, How is this man so learned that he hasn't been trained? Jesus answered them, My teaching isn't mine, but is from the one who sent me. If anyone wants to do his will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. The one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You have a demon, the crowd responded. Who's trying to kill you? I performed one work, and you are all amazed, Jesus answered. This is why Moses has given you circumcision. Not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, so that the law of Moses won't be broken... Are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? Stop judging according to outward appearances. Rather judge according to righteous judgment. Well, Jesus had gone up to the temple. His uh, brothers had encouraged him to go and to make a big name for himself, to create a lot of followers as a miracle worker, but they didn't believe he was the Messiah. Jesus told them to go ahead and go. Then he went up on his own secretly. Obviously, he's not remaining in secret. He didn't make a big show of going, but now here he is at the temple. Verse 14 says, When the temple was already half over, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. So obviously, he's not staying hidden. He's not completely in secret. He's now teaching in the temple. And then verse 15, Then the Jews were amazed and said, How is this man so learned since he hasn't been trained? This man has no credentials. That's the way it works in their minds. You have to have credentials to to be able to teach. You begin by learning from other teachers. This all makes sense. The rabbinical model is to recite the opinions of the teachers who've gone before you. And the, the greater the teacher, the more you needed to know their opinions. And once you had mastered knowing the opinions of all those who've gone before you, being able to perfectly recite the opinions of the teachers with authority, eventually, maybe you could get to the point where you could maybe offer your own opinion, but not until you had learned everything based on the authority of those who've gone before. Well, Jesus answers them and says, My teaching isn't mine, but is from the one who sent me. Now, he's just trumped their authority. you got your teachers? Well, I've got God. Now, Jesus could say, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Um, if you really looked at my credentials, you'd be quite impressed. But he points to God and says, this is God's message that I'm teaching here. So the ultimate authority is, isn't just the authority of the Jewish teachers. This is the authority of God. Well, then verse 17, he says, if anyone wants to do his will... He will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. 
So the idea here is if you were actually doing the will of God, then you'd recognize that this teaching is from God. And the implication is that since you're not doing the will of God, that's why you don't recognize this is God's teaching. Because if you were really in line with God, if you were following God and doing God's will, you'd be able to tell whether I'm just making this up on my own or whether this teaching really is from God. And then he continues about the one who speaks on his own. He says in verse 18, the one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true. There's no unrighteousness in him. So he's obviously speaking about himself here because you would eventually be able to speak on your own as one of the Jewish teachers, but that would just be because you were so learned. You had learned all there was to learn from everyone else and recite it perfectly. Now you can speak on your own and actually speak with authority but you're doing that because you're so smart. And Jesus says, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to draw attention to myself. I'm pointing people to the Father. And this is his teaching. Then he makes a shift here. And he says, didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? Because he's challenging the religious leaders here in front of the crowd. Because they have been trying to kill him. They've been plotting to kill him. Uh, John first introduced it back in chapter 5 after Jesus healed the man on the Sabbath when he says, you know, there's some specific rules that Moses has given about murder and you guys are looking to violate those rules. Why are you not following the law of Moses? Because that's what they prided themselves with is we follow the law of Moses. So you're plotting to commit murder here. Verse 20, you have a demon, the crowd responds. Who is trying to kill you? Well, look back to chapter 5, verse 18. That's where we see the, the religious leaders are trying to kill him. Now, some people know it and some people don't. It said that uh, we saw previously uh, nobody was talking publicly about him for fear of the Jews. Uh, a lot of people know it. I, I think it's probably a, an open secret, but uh, the the people opposed to him or accusing him of having a demon. There's nobody trying to kill you. Now Jesus goes to explain his position. He says, I performed one work and you were all amazed. So he's referring to one miracle. Now we know Jesus has actually performed a lot of miracles. He's not saying that I've only performed one miracle, but this is the one in question. The one back in chapter 5 where he healed the man who was disabled, healed him on the Sabbath. And that really got them mad because he violated the rules of the Sabbath. He worked on the Sabbath. And when challenged about working on the Sabbath, his explanation was, God works on the Sabbath and does important stuff. He makes the universe run on the Sabbath. And so I am doing work on the Sabbath because it's important. And that really made them mad because he made God out to be his personal father. And that's when they really started trying to kill him. He says, I did this one thing. I, I healed a man on the Sabbath, and that's what started all this. Then he goes on, verse 22, he says, This is why Moses has given you circumcision. Not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. Okay, a couple things at play here. Moses didn't really give them circumcision. The law talks about circumcision, the law from Moses. But remember, circumcision was given to Abraham 
400 years before Moses. That's why Jesus says that uh, Moses giving you circumstances, not that it comes from Moses, but from the fathers. Really, it comes from Abraham, the uh, tradition of, of circumcision, although it is in, incorporated in the Jewish law, Mosaic law. But you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. Now, how do they explain this? Is it not work to do a circumcision? Well, yeah, it is, but following the Sabbath is required but to do circumcision is also required so how do we balance this and this is a, a kind of argument uh, known as casuistry or casuistic and, and it, it comes from a latin word for case but it's examining cases the idea there is which is more important and this is something the, the rabbis like to do is is line things up, which is more important. And it comes down to the priority of laws. If you have to break one law to follow another law, which is more important? And so, yes, they would conduct a circumcision on the Sabbath because the law required that you circumcise on the eighth day. Well, if the eighth day was on the Sabbath, how do you do both? You can't. So it was determined that performing the circumcision was the higher priority because it is lining up with the rest of the law so you could do this work on the Sabbath. And so Jesus is pointing that out. He said, hey, you, you circumcise people on the Sabbath. And then verse 23, if a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses won't be broken, are you angry at me because I made a man entirely well on the Sabbath? His point is that what he did is more important than circumcision. Circumcision is just a religious tradition. It is just a religious ritual where what Jesus did was actually extending mercy and uh, making a man well, which was much more important than just circumcising. So obviously it would be something to do on the Sabbath. Now he's not arguing that we need to do away with the Sabbath. He's not arguing that the Sabbath is, is too restrictive. What he's arguing is that he is actually fulfilling the law, which says to be merciful to other people, even from their own line of thinking, this is something that should be done. So he's challenging them that they really don't know the law or follow the law themselves. Then in verse 24, he says, stop judging according to outward appearances, rather judge according to righteous judgment. Now, outward appearances could be mere appearances, but don't judge superficially, but judge in accordance with the truth. So just don't make a judgment based on what people are yelling, what people are saying, what you think, what your opinion is, but do it based on the Word of God. And that's a, a good lesson for all of us, that we should make judgments based on the Word of God, not based on our opinions, not based on what we like and dislike, not based on what the crowd is saying, but what has God said, what is God doing? So thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.